Hi, and welcome to The Boobie Girls, a podcast from two friends dedicated to answering the age-old question, which was better, the book or the movie? I'm Rosha. And I'm Hannah. And if you want to hear more from the Booby Girls, we are on Patreon. All you have to do to become a patron is go to patreon.com forward slash the Booby Girls. And you might want to sign up here uh, soon because we will be starting our next Booby Serials. More on that to come at the end of the episode. But, you know, if you want to get in on the action, now is a great time to sign up. Yeah. I think, what is it, $3 to get access to all That's of our it. content? $3 a month. You can't even buy a Starbucks drink for no, $3. No, I bought a Starbucks drink. A venti iced coffee today with two Splendas, Uh $4.09. They've definitely hiked the prices. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. (laughs) Anyway, uh, this week on the podcast, we are covering The Sun is Also a Star. And I have titled this one, Everything is Irene, Man. Really? Mm -hmm. You didn't go with like, I'm going to say this so wrong, but like, is it Dos Ex Machina? No, because I couldn't even write it, let alone <laughs> say it. So Fun fact, that is an episode title for the show Lost, and you know how much I love Lost. Yeah. Um, so when I saw that, I was like, oh my God, Lost. Interesting. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so the book was originally published November 1st, 2016, and it's written by Nicola Yoon, which we've done um, Everything, Everything, mm-hmm. also written by her. Uh, the book has a four out of five on Goodreads, and it's 344 pages. Did you listen to this book? I listened as I read along. Yeah, same here. Yeah. Um, I wonder if you read the same version. Did you like... I wasn't a fan of the female voice. Oh, really? That's interesting. I Well, okay, no. I take that back. I didn't mind her voice uh-huh. when she was just talking, uh-huh. but when she was trying to sound like the guy... Oh, yeah. I Agreed. was like, cringe. Agreed. So that um, narrator has done... A bunch of other books, mm-hmm. including The Hate You Give, which okay. is one we did. And yeah. then um, another book written by that mm-hmm. same author called um, On the Come Up, mm-hmm. which will be a movie soon. Um, but I loved her reading that specific yeah. um, a- a character. So we'll get to that, obviously, when we eventually do it. But I like her and I agree, though. Yeah. I think her trying to be Daniel in her parts of the yeah. book just didn't work. Well, and I also knew what Dan, the guy who plays Daniel in the movie. I know mm-hmm. what he sounds like because I know him from a different yeah. show. And I was like, this guy sounds nothing like him. So I, I struggled with it a little that's bit. That's fair. But. That's fair. Oh, the movie came out in 2019, like right, pretty much right before the pandemic came, mm-hmm. came out. And I remember when this came out. Um, it's PG-13. It's a drama romance music movie. <laughs> okay. There's literally one song in here. Right. Which I thought was very weird. And it's an hour and 40 minutes long. So when they mean music, they don't necessarily mean musical. Yeah. They just mean like music elements. I guess. I don't know. I thought it was really weird. That it's directed weird. by Rye Russo Young. Um, I didn't really didn't really recognize anything else that she's directed um, except Before I Fall, which I think is another YA type movie. I don't think it's a book, but okay. so. Yeah, I've sure. never heard of her. Me either. Uh, So the IMDb synopsis reads, a hopeless romantic ambivalent about his future in medical school falls for a hard luck young woman who doesn't believe in love. I'd say that's pretty um, pretty accurate. All encompassing of the (laughs) storyline. A couple interesting facts. Uh, The book was a New York... Excuse me. The book was a number one New York Times bestseller, which I know we talk about that often. Um, But I've learned a little bit more in terms of like how that happens. A lot of it has to do with pre-orders of books. Okay. So I actually watched, you know, I watched that show Vanderpump Rules. mm -hmm. And one of the main girls, Stassi, she's not on the show anymore. She did a book, became a New York Times Mm -hmm. bestseller. There's another girl on the show. They did this whole episode about how she was waiting to find out if Uh she was going to become a New York Times bestseller. And she didn't get it. And she was like, devastated. Oh, so it does happen where they don't. Yeah, it, <laughs> okay. it does happen. I was like, what did you have to do to have that not happen? Like, just nobody bought your book? Right. Yeah. Or what? So I, that, yeah, basically what I've kind of understood is, like, if you do, if you get a lot of good uh, traction, like, yeah. leading up to your book releasing, and you get a lot of pre-orders yeah. and stuff, that really hikes up your overall, like, New York Times bestseller. Well, and that makes sense, because I was confused. I was like, her book just came out. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you either are a New York Times bestseller or you're not. But I'm like, 
don't you get a little bit of leeway for the to right. like build up? Yeah. Like, I guess not. I guess not. But it's so interesting because the reason I bring that up is um, the book, The Invisible Life of Ad- Addie mm-hmm. LaRue, which will also be turned into a movie. I'm very excited it's about that. It's all these books that you keep telling me to read that now I just can put off because they keep becoming Sure, <laughs> that's fine. But that one, the book, I think, was on the list, at, at least on the list, if not in the first spot, mm-hmm. for like over a year. And, yeah. like, that's huge because mm-hmm. that just means you consistently had yeah. good sales to be on that list every yeah. week after week after week after week. So it's just interesting. So, anyway, yeah. this book uh, is a number one New York Times bestseller. Um, it was nominated for a bunch of different awards. Um, the only one that it actually did end up winning is the John Steptoe New Talent Award, which is um, basically it affirms new talent um, and, t- and offers visibility to excellence in writing or illustration um, that otherwise might be, like, unacknowledged. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's uh, given by the Coretta Scott King Book Awards Committee, who is um, Martin Luther King Jr.'s wife. Gotcha. So do do you know, was this before Everything, Everything? This is probably one of her first books then. I would assume. That's a good question. I would assume Um, she won that award. It's got to be one of her earlier pieces. I'm going to look that up because I I didn't. (laughs) Um, I think you might be right, but... Let me double check because, you know, we'd like to get our facts correct. Um, Everything, everything came out, the book at least, came out in 2015. And this came out, what did I say? 2016. So no, everything, everything was first. Well, now I'm just confused. Yeah. That's a good, I don't know. (laughs) Interesting. Um, And then speaking of Dos Dos Ex Machina, I'm saying that so wrong. And you wonder why I didn't title it. I know, I know. Um, I looked up the actual, um, I guess, Webster dictionary description. Cause he doesn't, mm-hmm. he says it's something, but I, I, when I looked up, it doesn't mean that, but basically what it means is un- an unexpected power or event saving a seemingly hopeless situation, especially as a contrived plot device in a play or novel. Hmm. So it's basically like you think that all hope is lost and yeah. then something magical happens, which makes okay. sense for kind of what this book is about <laughs> and movie is about. So. I want to know if there's actually a jacket out there that has this on it. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> well, they had to create one. If, well, yeah, if not. <laughs> so the movie has a 61% on Rotten Tomatoes, which isn't great. It's a right about the Hobbit. <laughs> so <laughs> is that our comparative? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, but it did bomb in the box office. So Ooh. the budget was $9 million and it only grossed worldwide $6.7 million. Mm. But you have to take into effect, I mean, granted, it came out before the pandemic. Yeah, so no. I don't know. I wonder what came out that same weekend. Something yeah, probably just. Probably. But I also feel like these YAs are a little tough. But I'm also like, sure. what did you spend $9 million on? That's a good point. You know? There's not. There wasn't I'm like. Think. There wasn't like sets that they had to do. Obviously, no CGI. Well, and none of the actors or actresses are like super big to no. like take their budget. Yeah, so, so weird. Not sure. Um, so not too many fun facts about the movie, but this is what I, I thought was interesting. Have you seen the movie Serendipity? I love that yeah. movie. Did you notice that near the end of both movies, the caf the cafe is uh-huh. the same cafe that they used at the end of Serendipity. Really? Mm-hmm. It says at the near the end of the movie of both movies, Cafe Regano original cappuccino shop is is both is is used in both movies. But isn't Serendipity used in Serendipity? I don't know. Like the shot. Like well, the- I'm assuming maybe that's just where they maybe they filmed it at the uh, same place. Okay, or something. maybe. I'm not sure. I'm gonna have to watch. I mean, not that I need another excuse yeah. to watch Serendipity, but I'm gonna have to watch yeah. that. <laughs> So the cast of the movie, um, I really only have three characters to talk about because yeah. two of them are the main characters and there's not much around them the most, most of the time. So we'll start with Natasha King- Kingsley, who is uh, the young girl whose family is being deported mm-hmm. in this story, played by um, Yara Shahidi. 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 Right? Is there an H in there? Maybe. Well, she's half Iranian, so I should know is this. Is she? Yeah. <laughs> well, then I would make the H would make yeah. more sense. Shahidi, Shahidi. Yeah, um, that's interesting. She's beautiful. She's gorgeous. So she's actually in the in the very popular shows um, Blackish mm-hmm. and in Grownish. Uh, she plays Zoe Johnson in both of yeah. those, which I didn't. I never watched either of those, but I didn't know that they were connected. Yeah, I think once Blackish kind of not ran its course because it's still on, but mm-hmm. like 
they she started to age out. Obviously, yeah. they kind of did the spinoff. I don't know if it's still on. Or I not. don't think Grownish is. Yeah, I didn't think it was. So I don't know. But interesting enough, she is going to be um, playing Tinkerbell in oh. the Peter Pan and Wendy movie that's supposedly coming out this year. Interesting. So. Like a live Tinkerbell, or huh? Yeah, interesting. I don't know. It'll be interesting. Um, Uh, And also, funny enough, we love the the show Scandal, mm -hmm. right? She actually played young Olivia in all the flashbacks. That's right. That's right. I forgot about that. Um, So I love her. Obviously, Mm -hmm. she's beautiful. I did not like her in this role. Did not love her. I don't know if it was like she was like overacting it, or I don't know what. Didn't click for me, but I just, I just didn't. My thing, um, my thing with with her in the movie was I after reading the book, she was such a kind of a strong character Mm -hmm. in the book. Like she's very set in her ways in the book, and very like I'm not gonna fall in love, and pushes back on him a lot in the book, and I didn't get that from her in the movie. Like I felt like she caved a lot more Fair. and maybe that could have just been the script. Yeah. Um, I also think it had to do with her chemistry with him too. Yeah. I fully didn't like no. see it in the reverse. I thought in everything, everything, those two actors had good chemistry. Yeah. In this one, it was like a little forced for me. Yeah. And I don't and know why it just felt that way. Well, and I, I, I like her and I think she's gorgeous, but like, one of the main things of this of this storyline is that she moved with her family when she was like eight years old mm-hmm. from Jamaica. Mm-hmm. And she still has her Jamaican accent yeah. in the book. Right. And I felt like in the movie, I mean, they don't give her any sort of Jamaican right. accent. We hear it from her dad. Yeah. But we you miss that whole part. And I feel like that's important. I agree with that. I mean... I'm assuming she doesn't know how to do a Jamaican accent, maybe. Who I knows? Guess, but why but couldn't you find... You couldn't find, find somebody, yeah. somebody who did. And I'm not yeah. saying that every immigrant, obviously, who wasn't born here, like, you were not born in the United States. I don't think... You don't have an accent No one me. tells me I have an accent. You never do. But, like, when you speak Farsi, yeah. you have an accent. Sure. I mean, but probably not as strong as, like, you know, <laughs> some others, but... But I just felt like that was part of this storyline. Yeah, I get that. And I mean, it de- I guess it depends on w- what age you came. I mean, I came here when I was five. Mm-hmm. My brothers, on the other hand, do have an accent. Yeah. They were, I think, what, 14 and 15? Yeah. So they spent a good chunk of their time in Iran before we moved. Yeah. So they definitely have an accent. But yeah, I mean, a, a nine-year-old probably would have parts of her accent still yeah um so yeah i don't know so, there's a disconnect with her uh also all three of these pe- all three of these um actors that i'm talking about um the one similarity that they all have they've all been in a famous music video <laughs> of different oh. people and she was actually in the drake video nice for what oh so do i remember that i can't remember where that one was set i'm trying to remember you should know this. i should know this <laughs> But I don't. I keep thinking of the Degrassi one, which is not yeah. nice for what. So, yeah. anyway. so anyways, all right, moving on. Uh, Daniel um, Hobe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he is the uh, first generation, I guess, yeah. Korean, mm-hmm. uh, who is struggling because he wants his parents want him to be a doctor and he does not want to do that. And, I wonder what that's like. <laughs> right, crazy. Um, played by Charles Melton, um, which was is interesting because he's actually half British and half Korean, mm-hmm. which I didn't know that. I mean, you can't tell. I mean, I can't. I didn't think. I don't. Yeah. I didn't think he had a British accent in real life. I guess I never knew that. I, this is the only thing I've seen him in. So, Well, I know him from River. I've yeah. watched River, Riverdale since... Um, day one and he's not a leading character in that Mm -hmm. by any means he's very much an ancillary character to the mains uh and i really like i like him as that character so it it was really funny because i was like watching him in this movie and actually looking at his face for a very long time i'm like you look different than i thought you did (laughs) i don't know if it's just because i you only see glimpses of him throughout riverdale that's fair 
I don't know. He was also in uh, Bad Boys for Life and American Horror Stories. Oh, uh, oh the other one. Yeah, yeah, the other ones that they did. So, um, and he was in Ariana Grande's video for um, Break Up With Your Girlfriend. Oh, okay. <laughs> so he, like I said, I haven't seen him in anything else. I liked him in this role. He has very, um, for lack of a better word, luscious lips. He does. He does. I think he's <laughs> I just kept staring at them. I think he's gorgeous. Like he, he has potential to be like... Um, Oh my god, and I'm gonna blink on his name. The guy who's in Crazy Rich mm-hmm. Asians. What is his name? Don't know. Harry. Remember. Harry. Harry or Henry? Henry. It's Henry. Henry something. God, I I should know. This. I want to say like Cho, but I don't think. No, that's it's right. not. Nope. It's because he's Brit and he's Korean yeah. and British. Yeah, yeah. yeah Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he has potential to be like that yes. level. Golding. Yes. Henry Golding. Uh, that level, like handsome. But anyway, I liked him. Yeah. I thought. For me, he hit the mark yeah. with this character. I felt like his acting convinced me, and she didn't convince yeah, 100%. me. 100%. Um, they did. So uh, Nicola Yoon posted a picture on her Instagram after they outlined Yara to be the lead mm-hmm. girl. And they left like an outline of her co-star, and she put it on Instagram saying, hey, who do you guys want to play Daniel? And there was like an overwhelming amount of people recommended him That's for the part. And he ended up getting it. Probably because there were a lot of Riverdale fans, yeah, too. Probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, but funny enough, um, Yara was born in 2000, and Charles was born in 1991, and they are nine years apart. Oh, wow. But... You kind of can't tell, though. No, because, I mean, Asians age very well. <laughs> yeah, well, so do black people. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, no, I, I could not... I would not be, no. have been able to he, tell he, that. I mean, granted, he is also pegged to play the role of a high schooler true you know in riverdale now did i ever tell you about how in riverdale they i mean because all of them are around my age yeah. if not a little bit probably more your age and they were still in high school so they fast forwarded the story five years oh they did yes yeah, so now they're all out of i high feel school like they finally. have to do that with they're those all out of college shows. yeah at this point yeah. so i'm like okay this fits better <laughs> um but yeah i thought he was great yeah agreed uh lastly uh jeremy martinez who is the immigrant lawyer Mm -hmm. in this story. His name is not Jeremy Martinez in the book. His name is something attorney Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald. Mm -hmm. Um, Not sure why they changed that, Um, but played by John Liguizamo, Mm -hmm. who has been in a million things. Um, Currently, uh, not currently, most recently he was the voice of Bruno in the Disney movie Encanto that everybody loves. I haven't seen it either. My little niece, she's what five she has been watching it every single day people since like love it. december people love it elia a uh, uh, boyfriend ray's daughter mm-hmm. watched it and he she loves it uh he's also um the voice of sid in ice age yes he is <laughs> oh that's such a great movie so and he was actually in justin bieber's video for what do you mean oh so i thought that was funny that that's they were an interesting all, all in combination there. but yeah so not exactly sure why they changed this character. Maybe because of who they casted. They Probably. felt like they needed to change the name. Probably. Um, they changed the storyline a little bit too that yeah. we'll get into. But I like really him. It. I thought he I was thought he was good. Um, he, I'm used to him playing a little bit more of like that mm-hmm. co- co- comedic role. Yeah. Um, this doesn't necessarily call for that, but I thought he did yeah. an okay job. Is that it? That's it. That's it. All right. Uh, Time for Who Said It. Your first quote is, do you have any idea what it's like not to fit in anywhere? That would be Natasha. Yes. Next one. When I was a little girl, fairy tales were my favorite books because even before you opened them, you knew how they were going to end. Natasha. No. (laughs) Uh, This is Hannah the Paralegal. Oh, Hannah Winters. (laughs) Yes. We don't really get her in the movie. But, you know, she's part of Lawyer Fitzgerald's Mm, storyline in the book. Uh, Next one reads, I'm sorry about everything, about the whole history of the world and all its racism and the unfairness of all of it. Daniel. Yes. Last but not least, meeting your obligations is the definition of adulthood, kid. Oof. That hits so hard for me. I know. Uh... Fitzgerald. Yes. <laughs> uh, we're not going to do F. Mary Kill because technically these kids are only 17. So we're just going to bypass F. Mary Kill. <laughs> so uh, we'll get into it. So how the book is, the book is very segmented. Um, chapter by chapter is Daniel or Natasha's mm-hmm. point of view. Yeah. We get a couple other people's viewpoints and backstories. I think there's one chapter where they're together, yeah. basically. Can I just say that I 
love Nicola Yoon's writing I do. I because this reason because not only her her chapters are what like two to three right. pages maybe that. five I love short chapters and to your point she chunks them out mm-hmm. based on the characters gives you a little bit easier time to like right. digest what's going on even though young adult books mm-hmm. are you know naturally yeah. just easier to follow I just love the way she does things and even in everything everything if you all remember she had a lot of like um, illustrations and things in her yeah. book that actually her husband um, mm-hmm. who is also an author did so just love her writing just wanted to give her her kudos yeah and I like I also like getting different point of views yeah. of this person sees it this way and someone sees it completely Multiple different. narrators, for so, sure. Uh, but the movie opens up with Natasha packing um, in their apartment and she's headed to the immigration office. And at this point, she talks, she says, you know, that they're leaving tomorrow. In the book, they're leaving that night yeah. at like 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. So it like shortens the timeline even more. Yeah. That was the one thing that, well, not the one thing, but one of the things that that was different was everything happens in the span of that one day in the book. In the movie, it kind of overlaps into the second day. Yeah, exactly. So we now see her going to this meeting with a lawyer. And we're not really a lawyer. He works in the immigration It's like a caseworker. Yeah. One thing we didn't get before she goes into this is the security guard Mm -hmm. that they talk about in the book. Yeah. So this, to your point, when you were saying earlier, we get a few different viewpoints. Mm -hmm. So what Nicola Yoon does in the book is, and I loved this because the whole like premise of the book is kind of, you know, like life is short, you know, Mm -hmm. things happen, all this, you know, all this stuff. But uh, what we get are like little snippets of different people's perspective on what's going on versus, you know, versus our main characters and then kind of not knowing what someone's really going Mm -hmm. through, you know, personally uh, versus what they're putting out in the outside. So she comes into contact with the security guard at this building. And what she doesn't know is that the security guard is suicidal Mm -hmm. and was planning to kill herself. And she has an interaction with her, which comes into play a little bit later. Um, But like, yeah, that's what I loved was like getting these other like perspectives in, in the conversation or, you know, at least seeing things from different people's yeah. viewpoints. Well, and to your point, yes, this book is a lot about life is short. You got to do whatever. But another big theme of this book and storyline is really every every choice you make mm-hmm. changes the course of your life. Yeah. And so in the book, she comes into contact with that security guard who then makes her late for, the, for a meeting right. who... So she's not meet in the book. She's not meeting somebody that, or not meeting the person that she wants to meet. Right. So she meets with somebody else who then introduces her to, to the, the lawyer. To the lawyer. Yeah. So it's like this butterfly effect that we didn't get in the movie yeah. that I wish we would have. And I thought it would have been great. Agreed. So in the movie, she just goes, you, we just flash right to this meeting with this lawyer who's basically saying that, you know, there's not a whole lot he can do for her. Another thing she mentions in this meeting is that, her brother was born in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. And in the book, he's a U.S. citizen, he's a US citizen mm-hmm. which makes it even more significant that her family is being deported. Correct. Um, I think in a in today's world, he would actually have the right to be able to stay if yeah. they chose. But obviously, yeah. leaving a, what, nine-year-old kid mm-hmm. is probably not the best plan. <laughs> right. So at this point, you know, he's saying there's nothing he can do. He tells her, you know, everything will be okay. Everything will be iry. And... She snaps back at him and you get a lot more of the snap back in the, in the book. Um, but he, this is where he ends up giving her Jeremy Martinez's number, mm-hmm. um, in the book. Again, it's two steps before she gets right. this number. Um, and again, his name is different in, in the book than in the movie. And she ends up making an appointment, um, with him at noon. Um, I guess this is as good a time as ever. Cause it doesn't really get brought up too much in the, Movie. In the movie, um, it does kind of at the end, but the the reason why they are getting deported is different between the book and the movie. Yes. I honestly don't even remember what it is in the movie because in the book it was so much more impactful. So <laughs> towards the end of the book, or sorry, towards the end of the movie, she tells Daniel, <laughs> she tells Daniel that her dad was working in a kitchen and and ice came through and did a random search. That's right. So in the book, her dad actually ends up getting a DUI Mm -hmm. and 
basically because of the process of how you know you have yeah. to go through getting you know DUI and everything, they re- recognize that they're all um, illegal mm-hmm. immigrants, basically. Yeah. Um, which then goes into a much deeper like subplot of this book mm-hmm. about her relationship with her dad, which we don't get very None much of, of. Which is basically he had this dream of becoming a you know Broadway star in, mm-hmm. in New York City, and if he first flew to New York on his own, you know, decided okay, like I'm gonna build a life for my family mm-hmm. we're gonna bring them over all this stuff but like once they got here it didn't really pan out the way that he had hoped and mm-hmm. he ended up kind of being not a bum but like not reaching not his successful. full potential right so he kind of goes into like the spiral obviously the mm-hmm. dui being the catalyst for causing them to be deported yeah we don't get any of this relationship no. with their dad in the, in the movie which i thought was a pretty big miss huge to miss. me yeah uh so now we now we splash over to Daniel and we see him waking up in the morning and he's getting ready for his interview that he has that day. Something that I thought would have been easy to have in the book in the movie was he wears a red tie in the book. She right. calls him red tie. <laughs> <laughs> not only that, but he in the book is applying to Yale, not yeah. Dartmouth. <laughs> yeah. And I'm assuming that was like a copyright type Probably. thing. Um, and he also like, he has long ish hair in the, in the movie, but they talk about how he has a ponytail in the book. Yeah. So Which, I don't know. I don't know that I loved that. Um, I'm yeah. okay with the change yeah. in the movie, but I think, I mean, it is a character trait mm-hmm. that is pretty significant. Like yeah. the tie. Exactly. So we see, you know, he's in bed getting ready, but um, he's journaling and we see that he's writing down the wording, whatever. D- dos ex machina. <laughs> yes. Um, and we had seen earlier, actually, that that was what was on the back of Natasha's jacket. So he's having breakfast with his mom. He's practicing for his interview for Dartmouth, like you said, mm-hmm. not Yale. <laughs> but Gilmore Girls was able to use Yale. So I don't know why they couldn't. Who knows? Who knows? Um, anyways, his brother Charlie walks in. And his we in the movie, Charlie just seems like a burnout. 100%. And that's not how Charlie is in the book. No. Well, he is. I mean, he is. Kind of. There's a subplot with him, too. Yeah, so he actually got into Harvard, mm-hmm. uh, ended up, like, getting bad grades, and eventually had to, like, essentially drop out. He, he, got, like, he got kicked out. He got out. kicked out. I, I forget, though. I think he was on a suspension, right? Yeah. He, like, had the ability to possibly mm-hmm. go back. So he's not, like, a complete burnout. He yeah. just had a bad situation where yeah. his grades were bad, and they kind of, you know... Uh, let him go essentially which kind of spirals into him becoming mm-hmm. the burnout kind of yeah. character because he basically has to go start working at their yeah. parents shop well and at the end of the book we find out that he ends up going back to school right. and graduating summa cum laude yeah. so <laughs> so he definitely had the um the abilities mm-hmm. he was just not like using them to his yeah. full potential <laughs> yeah he he didn't get his justice in the movie <laughs> so we see um Daniel's in the subway now. Uh, the train ends up getting delayed in in the movie, like it does in the in the book as well. And the conductor talks about being late or mm-hmm. something like this. And the speech is actually different in the book; like it's very like radical in the book. I loved the the con- the description in the movie. Mm-hmm. I thought the like connection to nine eleven and like you know how to your point, mm-hmm. one decision or one change yeah. can change the course of your life. Basically, yeah. I think he says like his wife was supposed to get on the subway that led to World Trade, yeah. ended up missing it, and mm-hmm. you know is alive because of it. In the movie or in the book, he talks about God and faith and yeah. like you know. Well, and I think it's even in the in the book like he stops the train. Yeah. And tells them to, like, get out. And Daniel gets out. That's why he gets out. In the book, it's just delayed. Natasha is on the train with yeah. him in a different in the car. Movie. In the movie. Yeah. He's, she's in a different car, which does not happen in yeah. the book. And then the train ends up going. Right. The other yeah. difference is in the book, he's by himself. Mm-hmm. In the yeah, movie, we get, this random friend. we get introduced to this random friend named Omar, who is not in the book, but... On the flip side, Natasha has a best friend in the book that's not talked about in the movie. She (laughs) is actually in California um, touring Mm -hmm. Berkeley because they're going to be separated, obviously. Not just because she's getting deported, but because Mm -hmm. she's going off to college. So I don't know what the switch, you know, the swap was for. I don't really think either one necessarily needed a friend in this scenario, but we get Omar. (laughs) Yeah. So... The first interaction or the first sighting that these two have of each other is different between the book and the movie. 
in the movie, Daniel and this friend are at basically Grand Central Station. Mm -hmm. And there are people watching. And he sees Natasha from up above. And he sees her in the train station, like looking up at the painting that's there. And then he realizes what he wrote down in his journal was actually on his back or on her, the back of her jacket, which is completely different of how they first saw each other in the, in the book. Kind of the, a, the location's different. He's in times. They're both in times square when this happens in the book. She does. She is looking up. She is kind of like pausing and and taking it. She's taking it all in when he notices her, but it's not like this grand thing of like oh i'm gonna you know i'm seeing her in the the sea of people or whatever (laughs) that you know that we get in the movie um and then there's also an additional scene that Mm -hmm. we get and i don't know should we just bring it up at this point yeah why not because it's not in the movie so basically she he decides like oh this must be a sign i'm gonna start following her he Mm -hmm. does this like creepy like walk (laughs) behind her situation she goes into a record store i Mm -hmm. think and he's, like, trying to, like, figure out how to, like, talk to her. She ends up running into her ex with the girl that he cheated on her mm-hmm. with. Again, not in the movie. Uh, and then he, it, they have an interaction where then Daniel steps in and mm-hmm. tries to, like, you know, help her out or yeah. whatever. That's their very first interaction, right. which is not what we get in the movie. So their first actual interaction with each other in the movie is he runs after her and he can't really find her. Um, he ends up again on the same subway car as yeah. her later. Um, he ends up getting off the same stop as her to find her. And this does happen in the book. He ends up actually pulling her um, from a sidewalk because she's about to get hit by a car. Yes. So that does happen in the book, in the movie. It's just that wasn't their first interaction in the book. Correct. Um, and she breaks her headphones in the book. She's a lot more upset about these headphones. <laughs> like in the, in the movie, she just doesn't seem to care right? as much. And then he's like, do you like want to go sit down somewhere? And they like awkwardly go sit down. So it's very strange. It is. In, it is in strange. The movie. Um, and he like, she asks about like his notebook and all that stuff. So they start having this weird conversation and she mentions that she doesn't believe in love um, because it's not something that can be proven by the scientific method. Mm-hmm. And in the and see in the book she was so like like you just got that like vibe from her that that's the way her brain works right i didn't get that like in the in the movie it was just like something she was told she needed to say right well and uh flip-flopping from from book to movie in the movie he tells her like I'm going to make you fall in love with me yeah. on the flip side in the book. She originally says, don't fall in love with me. Right. Like basically like, I know how, how great I am. Yeah. Like it's going to be hard for you to <laughs> exactly. resist. Right. Um, I just wanted to uh, mention one thing about the car incident. Mm-hmm. Uh, Back to, like, the fact that Nicola Yoon, you know, brings other perspectives into the book. What we actually learn is the um, guy who almost hits her in the book was actually drunk driving because Mm -hmm. he had lost his daughter, um, you know, to cancer, I think, or something. Mm -hmm. And that he was kind of distraught, and that's what caused him to, like, not see her or whatever. So little things like that that we didn't necessarily get in the movie. Did we need them? No. But I think in Mm -hmm. a story like this, where, to your point, every action matters, it would have been nice to see. so too so at this point he's like well i'm going to find a way to make you fall like i have a way to sign to get you to scientifically fall in love with me um we see that her dad wants her to come home um through this whole thing and another thing so daniel's on is supposed to be on his way to get uh to go to this interview Mm -hmm. this alumni interview for for dartmouth and he ends up getting a phone call saying, you know, we have to reschedule your interview for tomorrow. In the book, he actually calls them to reschedule it. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, we actually needed to reschedule it for later in the day. Today. That day. Right. Yeah. So the timeline is a little different yeah. still. So he, so he starts telling, he's like, I have this list of questions that I'm going to ask you because, which is funny because I watch Big Bang Theory and mm-hmm. they go through these same questions. Oh, Amy really? and Sheldon do. Oh, and they do funny. like the staring thing. But... <laughs> Which I should actually look into because I've never actually read too much into it. But there's supposedly like these set of questions that you're supposed to ask with your partner or someone that you want to be your partner. And by the end, you're supposed to fall in love with each other. So he wants to ask her those, those questions to make her fall in love with him. That's his scientific method. Yes. Yes. So she like reluctantly says, okay. Um, but 
she has to get to this meeting with the immigration lawyer. Uh, they end up finding out. So he's walking her to this meeting and they find out that that's actually going to be the same place where he's getting, where his interview is. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't find that like coincidence doesn't show up till later in the book. He doesn't realize it. Like he knows it's in the vicinity, mm-hmm. but not till later when he goes to his official interview, right. does he realize, Oh, it's the same building. Yeah. So at this point she's like, all right, time to say goodbye. <laughs> like <laughs> I gotta go. And you know, she's like, I'm probably never going to see you again. Can I just say only in New York does something like this happen. I know. Never in a million years would I just be walking down the streets of Arizona and just magically run into some really hot guy I who wants say, to fall in love with me. New York, one, you don't walk around the streets very often. <laughs> so you never know. But two, I feel like New York is so condensed. Oh, 100%. That yeah. That's what I'm like saying. That. Like, the the um what's the word like the proximity the proximity the fact that like everybody's walking around mm-hmm. the melting pot that yep. is New York City is perfect for right. this kind of scenario exactly. so so anyways we then get this is the one thing that I was happy about so in the book we do get kind of these offshoot chapters that describe different like scientific type mm-hmm. things so we do in the movie get this little like segment of talking about the multiverse and the theory of it, that there's an infinite amount of um, universes out there based on every decision that you make. And it will make your mind hurt if you, if you think too much into it. Well, and me being the the type that I am a hundred percent think about all these types of possibilities. (laughs) Exactly. Well, so now she's going to her meeting and she finds out that the lawyer was actually hit by a car um, and she needs to come back at four 30 to fill out it, but she needs to like fill out these forms mm-hmm. or something. Um, I guess now again is the best time than ever. So when she goes to this interview to check in, we meet Hannah winters, which mm-hmm. is the um, secretary of this attorney. He's like, she, is she not a paralegal? I thought she was a paralegal. Yeah, yeah. she is. But in the, but essentially it's yeah. the secretary. Um, we get a whole nother subplot of her and the lawyer in the book. Right. Which we do get a little bit of like a love story towards the end of the movie, which we'll get to. But in the book, basically the lawyer is married, has children. Mm -hmm. Hannah Winters is his paralegal. They've basically realized that they both love each other Mm -hmm. and that they want to be together. But then that causes obviously like a lot of turmoil and him trying Mm -hmm. to figure out if he should leave his wife, what he should do, like all this stuff. Again, I think it's a total of maybe like, 10 pages throughout the entire book. Right. But it is something that, you know, it's, it's well, and there's about. a very important part towards the end, which we won't talk about until the end yeah. that comes into play with that relationship in the book. Yes. At least. Yeah. Um, so she fills out these forms. She needs to fill out. She leaves and Daniel's actually waiting there for her when she comes out. Uh, he decides to take her to Harlem to his parents' store because he has to drop something. The mm-hmm. deposit slips off there. Um, and in the movie, they just go straight in to the store. In the book, he's very hesitant about bringing her inside of the store. Yeah. Well, one, obviously, both in book and movie, they own a uh, black hair care mm-hmm. store, which you're thinking, why would a Korean own yeah. a black hair care store, which we get in the book and the movie, thankfully. Mm-hmm. The backstory that basically wigs um, were mainly produced by South Koreans, mm-hmm. and they had kind of a monopoly, essentially, yeah. on that. So that kind of created a... Koreans would only sell to other Koreans, yeah. um, and therefore that, like market grew basically mm-hmm. so that's why a lot of koreans own hair care or black hair care uh, stores anyway the reason in the book that he's hesitant is a because of that but also mm-hmm. his dad and the fact that she's yeah. black and obviously there's you know mm-hmm. tension there because he's not sure yeah. how his dad's going to react basically yeah. so they're walking around the store she like picks up the pink hair dye which comes into play a little bit later uh his brother charlie ends up interrupting um he's a jerk he's such a jerk i think in the book she actually calls him an Mm -hmm. (laughs) a-hole and she doesn't in the movie which i was kind of sad about um and then her dad offer or his dad offers her hair relaxer and this does happen in the book Mm -hmm. and the movie which is just mortifying but the one thing that i like though is that in the book and the movie they were just kind of laughing off they're like could this have gone anywhere? Right. Yeah. <laughs> like his worst nightmares came true with the way this meeting. Went. 100%. So after they leave, they, she takes him to the planetarium, mm-hmm. which 
does not happen, at least at this point in the book. And not only that, but I think when they do eventually go, it's like the Museum Museum of Natural History yeah. or something. <laughs> well, and I thought it was almost just her that went, too. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You're right. So it is just her. they don't go together. Um, so we see them, you know, go there or whatever. Um, we see that they're getting a little bit more coupley. They do hold hands there. Yes. <laughs> uh, and... I think in the book at this point, he takes her to like his favorite lunch spot. Yeah. Uh, and which we don't get that we get this kind of like interesting interaction with the waitress um, in the book at his favorite Korean restaurant, which we don't get in the movie. Um, but at this point, I was like, are we not going to get the Noribong scene? Like, I was really sad about Why it. Why wouldn't we? <laughs> so it's a great scene. So he takes her to, the, I believe I'm pronouncing the Noribong, I think that's which right. is um, Korean karaoke, which we actually have here in Arizona that we've been to. Yes. And it's such a great time. And it's like a little room where you do karaoke with just the people you know. Right. <laughs> you don't Which just do it. <laughs> so much less, like, in- intimidating when right. it's just people you know. <laughs> exactly. So, and so that we do get this scene, thank goodness. So he takes her to the Noribong to go do karaoke. Um, and at this point, this is where the, the name of the of the story comes about. She basically says, you know, I only, you know, see poetry about love and stars and you should write about the sun. Cause the sun is also a star. And I'm like, okay, here, there we go. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> so now in the movie, Daniel sings a song, which is a different, I can't remember what he sang in the book, but it wasn't the same as the movie. I was thinking the same thing. Um, and he's like imagining their life together. Like we see these flash forwards. Oh, I thought she was imagining their oh, life. Oh, I thought it was definitely. Him. Oh, interesting. Okay. Maybe not. I don't know. Eh, um, different perspectives. Yeah, and then they start making out, and I'm like, okay, great, which does happen in the book. Um, However, in the book, she sings as well. In the movie, she doesn't sing. And apparently she's tone deaf, so. And I was like, that would have been so funny. I wish we could have seen her, the bad singing, so. Um, But they they're making out in in the karaoke room and all of a sudden like her phone goes off because she's got to get to her interview, so she like runs out on him. In the book, there isn't this like big run out. It right. was like, okay, we need to stop ourselves here <laughs> before it gets yeah, crazy. But, it, but it's like, and the thing that I, I loved about the book is like when they finally kiss, they're both like, Oh my gosh. Like, that's not how I normally feel when I kiss. Like, it's yeah. like just, it's different. It was so perfect. Again, like I said, her chapters are so short and yeah. in this specific scene, it's literally like Daniel says, Holy. And then Natasha yeah. says shit. Yeah. <laughs> Like, they're just mesmerized yeah. with each other. And totally missed it in yeah. the movie. Like, yeah. not, I think, not at again, all. Again, it goes back to, like, the lack of chemistry. I think. Yeah. It just didn't work. Well, and then with having, making her rush out, like, yeah. you just missed that whole moment. Um, so, anyways, she, you know, she runs out, and he's like, you know, what's going on? She finally tells him that she's being deported. And right away, he's like, I want to help. In the book... He's kind of upset at her that yeah. he hasn't told her this. And a little rightfully so, I guess. Like, I know you just met the guy, but... She, I mean, she, she does say, and I think to her defense, she's like, you know, A, yeah. don't fall in love with me. True. B, like, I got some stuff going on. Yeah. Like, clearly you can tell I've been right. on the phone and, like, trying to get to these meetings. Like, something's going on. He, I think, a little bit made it about him in the book, where yeah. it's like, poor me, why did you tell me? But it's like, True. you don't know what people are right. going through, right? But yeah, so, but in the movie, it's just, okay, how can I help? Yeah, he gets into, like, like, helper mode. Yeah. So, she ends up meeting with the lawyer. He gives her, you know, hope and makes it sound super easy. It's like, all right, I'll just call this person and we'll get this Mm -hmm. done and da-da-da-da-da, and it'll be fine. Yeah. So, she's all excited that, you know, because at this point, Daniel had left and they kind of had gotten into this fight and he left. She went to the meeting. Well, after she gets this hope, she's like okay, I need to probably go find him. <laughs> so we see that Daniel went back to his family's store. He ends up getting into a fight with his brother, Charlie, because they start going at it about his, about Natasha mm-hmm. and everything else. And we get this flashback scene of like when he was a baby and this like ceremony of making the baby crawl to yeah. either like a stethoscope or you know, a gavel and which doesn't happen in the book. No, it doesn't. And it's just like, it perpetuates that like stigma of Mm -hmm. like Middle Eastern, Asian, like families and the, like the need for their children to be successful and to be lawyers and to be doctors. I mean, I, I had that experience, Mm -hmm. not to that degree, but it's like, 
what I've learned in my time as, you know, a, a Middle Eastern child now into into adulthood is like the reason that parents do this, at least Middle Eastern, mm-hmm. Asian, uh, you know, um, uh, Eastern na- nation yeah. country parents is because they had so little themselves mm-hmm. and they work their butts off to get right. their families to America or to Canada or to wherever, yeah. the Western world, to get a better life for them, right? right? And their only hope in this world is that their kids grow up to be successful right. and do everything that they didn't get to do. Yeah. So, like, yeah, it, I get what they were going for with this yeah. scene. It just it perpetuates that, like, that stigma of, like, oh, the baby's going towards the stethoscope. Yeah. Like, it's just dumb yeah. the way they did it. <laughs> so Daniel, at this point, finally tells his dad that he doesn't want to be a doctor. And his dad's like, okay, well, if you don't go to college, then we're cutting you off. So just, you know, really slams that home. Yeah. But at this point, we see that Charlie, his brother, overhears that conversation. And he kind of gets this little smirk on his face to kind of, like, he actually is like, all right, that's kind of cool that he stood up to our dad. Yeah. But we don't get that in the book, the whole little, like, Charlie overhearing the conversation. No. We do also, but we do get, which happens in the book and the movie, is the backstory about how in Korea they put the last name mm-hmm. before the first name mm-hmm. because family comes first. Yeah. And I thought that was interesting mm-hmm. and, and um, something to learn, right? Yeah. You don't necessarily know that. So... Now Daniel leaves the store. Natasha actually ends up coming to the store after he leaves. And Charlie give she asked Charlie for his number because they haven't even exchanged phone numbers Mm -hmm. at this point. Um, And he tells her, you know, don't break his heart, which we don't get in the book. Actually, in the book, the chapter cuts off before he even gives her the number. But we find out that he did. Yeah. We also get a random scene in the book where they both happen to be at the train station at the same time. Mm -hmm. And this flash mob happens. Oh, yeah. But they don't interact (laughs) with each other. So, again, another instance of, like, happenstance where they just happen to be at the same place at the same time but don't see each other. Yeah, exactly. So she ends up calling him and she's like, I got some good news I need to tell you. And then we see them like in this gondola thing that goes over New York, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. That's Which not. Did, I didn't know existed. That looks cool. Right. Right. <laughs> I love a good gondola. Yeah. Um, and at this point, this is where she ends up telling her or telling Daniel about the how her dad got raided by ICE and Mm -hmm. that's why they are getting deported, which we talked about earlier is not the case in the book. Um, They end up spending the night together in the park, which doesn't happen in the book because if you remember the book ends basically at 10 PM when they, when they, uh, the day, the day of. (laughs) Um, So now in the morning, he has to head to his interview, which in the book has already basically happened, but we're in the morning now. We come to find out that the interview that he has is actually with Natasha's lawyer, um, which we don't fully find out until he is actually in the interview. Mm-hmm. Be- but they put two and two together before he even walks in that that's her lawyer. I don't in think the they, movie. I don't think they do. They realize it's in the same oh, building, that's true. but You're they don't right. know because she barges in and then that's yeah. true. So. He's telling this guy, he's, he starts his interview in the movie and he basically is like, look, I don't even really want to be here. I don't want to be a doctor, blah, blah, blah. So at this point, you're right. Cause at this point, Natasha barges into the interview, not knowing that Daniel is right. in there. She just wants an answer about her case. Correct. Because she's got to go home mm-hmm. because her parents want her home. And at this point, so, so this happens differently between the book and the movie. In the movie, she busts into this interview, and this is where he basically tells her, hey, I've done everything I can. Your family can't stay here. Like, you, have, you guys are going to have to leave. Yeah. That is not how she finds out about it in the book. So in the book, Daniel does go to the interview. He actually sees her file on the lawyer's desk, and mm-hmm. it says, oh, is Natasha Kingsley your client? And he's like, well, I can't really technically yeah. tell you that. And he's like, well, I know her. This whole, like, crazy thing mm-hmm. happened. I'm basically in love with her, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And he's like, aren't you here for an interview? He's like, yeah, that doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, can you let me know what the situation is? He does end up eventually just mm-hmm. telling him, like, yeah, she's going to be deported. Yeah. What we also get in addition to that, again, another, like, one-off uh uh, chapter is the reason that the that she's that her case wasn't picked up was that the lawyer forgot to go to the judge that he mm-hmm. was supposed to meet with yeah. to get her um, situation fixed because she he was dealing with his love conundrum yeah. with Hannah Winters exactly which was like mind blowing I was like right. oh my god so like 
this all could have been avoided if he wasn't, you know, thinking with his... Right. You know. So <laughs> in the movie, he actually is like, I went to, the, I went to him yeah. and they said no. So again, I... I love that whole yeah. part of the book. It just kind of sucks. So anyway, so I don't love that it happened, but I love no. the like, you know, the but, coincidences. Yeah. And I think, did you mention that Daniel is the one that ends up telling Natasha? That's that right. He leaves the, the lawyer, but he's basically like, this interview is pointless. Mm-hmm. I got to go tell her. Right. And he ends up telling her. So now they both know that she has to leave in the movie. They both, and in the book, um, they go to Natasha's cause he's like, all right, well, if you're being deported, you got four hours, basically, I'm going to be with you until your plane mm-hmm. leaves, which I thought was really sweet. Yeah. So they go home and they're like, who is this boy? <laughs> and he like helps her pack. And one thing that we missed a little bit in the, in the movie is it's just one of those like, all right, well, yeah, here's my family, blah, blah, blah. In the book, like, he gets to her house and he's like, oh, she's poor. Yeah. Like her brother and her share a, a room or like not even a, a room. Yeah. And yeah. it's like the living room. And it's like, I wish that we could have seen that mm-hmm. a little like this family's been here for so long and still struggling so right. much. So, yeah. well, and in addition to that, they, her and her dad basically have it out in the book mm-hmm. where we don't get that in the movie. It's yeah. like they have a fight, but it's not to the extent of, cause as we've mm-hmm. mentioned, like she's very angry at her dad yeah. for basically, you know, not doing what he said he was going to do, not providing. Mm-hmm. And then now they're, yeah. he's the reason they're being deported. Yeah. So they end up riding to the airport together, just her and Daniel in a taxi. And when they get to the airport, um, they get to like the final questions of what they were asking each other. And then they do the four minutes of staring into each other's eyes, yes. <laughs> which basically is like the last part of this, right. um, scientific way to fall in love. (laughs) So then she leaves. Then we get in, I think this is about close to what happens in the book. Um, We get the notion that they've stayed in touch. They tried to stay in touch for a little while. She, you know, jumps into her life in Jamaica. She starts making new friends. We find out that he ended up going to Hunter college. He didn't go to Dartmouth. He's working in a kitchen. She ends up going to school in London. And I think both of those kind of happen. Mm-hmm. Um, we're now back at the... We do this, like, flash forward of what's happened, and then we're back at the airport in yeah, real in the, time. in the staring contest. Yeah, <laughs> and she says, I love you to him. So, bingo, he did his job. He got her to fall in love. That basically happens right when it happens in the book. Yes. <laughs> so now, this... We jump five years, which does happen. This is actually the epilogue of the book. Yes, but in the book, they jump 10 years. 10 years, yeah. yeah. So epilogue, so make sure you, if you read the book, you read the epilogue yes. as well. You should always read the prologue <laughs> and the epilogue. Yeah. Come on, so, Hannah. I know. So I'll read what happens in the movie because okay. uh, it's different what happens in the book. So they're five years ahead of time. She is back in New York. She has little pink tips in her hair. Um because she had mentioned she wanted to dye her hair pink at some point. She goes back to the coffee shop that she was at, and you're thinking, okay, she's definitely going to meet Daniel there. Mm-hmm. In walks the lawyer, and she, the lawyer's like, oh, it's so good to see. Like, they're meeting yeah. there together. Like, she wanted to meet up with him, and she's like, I haven't, you know... She tells him that, you know, she's on a student visa now and she's going to get her PhD at Berkeley in California, but she stopped in New York and she's going to be an astronomy um, doctor or whatever, (laughs) PhD in astronomy. And she's like asking him, she's like, hey, I also like mainly wanted to ask you, um, do you, you know, the guy, the kid that you interviewed that I interrupted, do you know where he is? Because I... I've lost complete touch with mm-hmm. him, but I, like, and she's like, he's not on the internet anymore. But I'm like, okay, it's only been five years and you guys tried a little while. So we're talking, if we tried maybe a year to stay right. in touch, I'm like, what in the world? And then you decide of all the people you guys haven't like talked about anybody else in each other's world. You called the lawyer that he met for 30 seconds. Tell me why she didn't just go to the store. Right. <laughs> Why did you not go to the base store? Right. I was like, this Why is- would that not be your number one place to check? None of this makes sense. Yeah. I'm like, why are you guys were at this coffee shop for like five seconds? <laughs> right. And you're with the lawyer that you both met for five seconds. But this is the route you're going. Got it. Okay, Got it. cool. So anyways, he's like, nah, I lost contact with him. I don't know who it is. Whatever. At this point, but, the lawyer yeah. tells him at this point, like, 
hey, yeah, I re- don't, I remember this. I remember you guys basically because, you know, I had got hit by a car that day and I actually ended up marrying the doctor who, you know, who took care of me that right. day, which I'm like, okay, great. It's this full circle moment, but I'm like, why did we shove that in there mm-hmm. at this point? You right. didn't, you decided not to do any of this serendipitous, everything happens for a reason stuff until the very end with the lawyer. Yeah. Which does not happen in the, he doesn't marry his doctor in the, right. in the book. No, he, he falls in love with the paralegal, yeah. which we've talked about. But my thing, whole thing is like in the book, at least it's made obvious that the guy who hit him was the guy who almost hit her. Yeah. In the movie, I mean, you're led to believe that. Yeah. If you put two and two together, you can figure that out. Yeah. There's no, like, that. no one mentions that, though. Yeah. Like, he does say, oh, I got, you know, hit by a car, I met yeah. my wife, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, why did we not, like, add, like, make sure the audience knew right. that that was the case? Because that's another moment of serendipity, right? She didn't yeah. get hit, but he did. Right. So... As she's leaving the coffee shop, um, they kind of, Daniel actually, because we had seen that he's working in a kitchen. Well, it ends up being that he was working in the coffee shop kitchen. And as they're, as she's leaving, they kind of pass each other unknowingly. And I was like, are they really not going to see, like, is that how we're ending this? Um, But as she's leaving, he, it's like an open mic night at the coffee shop. And he starts (laughs) saying, you know, I am going to read a poem about the sun. And of course she stops, she turns and they basically are like rekindled. And she tells him, well, I'm leaving tomorrow. Cause she's going to Berkeley. And he says, well, I only need one day, which I thought was kind of cute. Does he say one hour? I think it's just one hour. No, she goes, he goes, I only need a day. And she goes, I'll give you an hour oh, because yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what she had told that's him right. earlier. Right. Yeah. And then they kiss and then that's the end. Yes. That is not how the epilogue goes in the book. No, the epilogue is much shorter. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, we're 10 years in the future, and we actually get epilogue um, from the security guard's viewpoint. Yes. So Irene, the security guard, if you'll remember, was the security guard that she ran into, um, that Natasha ran into yeah. at the very beginning of the book, mm-hmm. right? What we learn is that Natasha actually sent a thank you to uh, the caseworker, whoever mm-hmm. was she was meeting with, to say, can you please let so-and-so security guard know that like she helped this yeah. catalyst this entire situation that because happened. she held her up because she held her up and she made her miss her meeting mm-hmm. um so when irene gets this letter or this thank you it completely changes the trajectory of her life she realizes mm-hmm. like life is worth living if i can make a difference in one person's yeah. life like maybe i'm meant to be here yeah. right so she actually decides to change careers and becomes a flight attendant yeah she's on one of her flights and actually recognizes Natasha on mm-hmm. her flight. She goes up to her. She's like, I don't know if you'll remember me, but you know, you changed my life yeah. by saying thank you when you thought it was something small for you, but it yeah. was something huge for me. And as he's, she's talking to her, mm-hmm. Daniel just happens to be on the same flight mm-hmm. and overhears the conversation. And he turns around and says, Natasha? Yep. And that's, and that's how that's the what it is. Which I also had a couple questions about. <laughs> One, where are they going? <laughs> like, Who knows? Where are they coming from? And two, I'm sorry. There's a lot of time in while you're sitting waiting for the plane to like come on to to board. And at some point you got to look around and probably at least see everybody that's about to board this flight. You guys didn't see each other at all. You didn't say that you're walking on. I actually plane. thought about that. Cause I'm one of those that yeah. tends to always stare at people. Yeah. Cause I'm like, don't sit next to me. Don't sit next to me. Don't sit next yeah. to me. Um, <laughs> but I think, I mean, there, there's an instance where she could be putting her bags up and he happens to sit down at the same time where they don't see each other. And I feel like there's no shot that, that security guard is going to remember her face. Yes, she sent her the letter. I think she does. No shot. I think she does. Do you know how many people that woman probably saw throughout the entire... Like, she probably got that note, but there's no... I would be shocked if she realized that note was from that girl. Whatever, it's a book. I'm just saying. I got questions <laughs> Magical about things happen in Both books. epilogues got wild plot holes. So here we are. But it, they, all, they both had happy endings, which yes, is the important true. thing. Um, I think we are going to be unanimous on this one. Um, well, let's say, did the movie stay true to the book? Yes. Yes. 
Book or movie? Book. Book. 100%. <laughs> I, I love her writing. And I think it's, I think it's so, it's simple, but it's so complex. And I think that's hard to translate into a movie, which I think we came in a little bit with everything, everything, mm-hmm. but to those actors defense did a lot better job than these yeah. two. Um, but yeah, book all the way. Book all the way. Agree with everything that you said. I want her to write like a zillion more books. Yeah. Um, do I need them all to be movies? No, but that would be yeah. nice because then we could cover them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think she is is such a great uh, author. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the movie just didn't hit. Sometimes no. that happens. Yeah, you know? happens. That is what right. it is. <laughs> all right. That's it for this one. Make sure to hit subscribe on your podcast app. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and give us a rating and leave us a review. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Boovie Girls. You can also email us at theboviegirls at gmail.com. And like we said earlier, we are on Patreon. Um, all you have to do to become a patron is go to patreon.com forward slash theboviegirls. And like I said earlier, you're going to want to sign up because... Because we are starting our next Boovie serials of Steak close which is a net netflix netflix, netflix show. show and the book is impossible to find <laughs> except we randomly found it at costco yes yeah, so if you are unlike me and don't mind having book covers that are either the movie mm. or tv uh image costco has mm. this book it's written by harlan coben which I kept saying Man, he or she, he or she. Guy. It's a guy. <laughs> um, his picture is on the cover, on the back of the book. But anyway, so yes, it's a Netflix show um, book written by Harlan Coben. Mm-hmm. We will be covering episode one. What we do in mm-hmm. our movie serials is we always uh, release episode one on our regular feed, but then all the remaining episodes will be on our Patreon, yeah. which is why you'll want to sign up. And it's a, what, psychological thriller? It's a thriller, mystery situation happening, yeah. which I think... I have a tendency, like, those are always more, more fast-paced. Yeah. You know, there's a lot going on. The so book's not very to, long, so... I'm it's, okay with that. <laughs> which is fine, but usually it, it'll be interesting how they split it up into, what, probably 10 episodes? I think it's eight. Eight episodes. Which, you know, that's that's a good <laughs> number. We don't yeah. need anything more than <laughs> exactly. that. Um, but I'm excited. I've Like I said last episode, I've never read anything by Harlan Coben, um, so I'm excited to read. Mm-hmm. It was funny. The other day, I was at Goodwill, and I was, like, searching. I was like... Stay close, stay close, yeah. stay close. Of, of course, course not. It wasn't there. <laughs> um, but yeah, so if you're interested and want to read along and then, you know, listen into mm-hmm. our episodes, uh, feel free to pick up the book. Uh, I think it's on Amazon too. Or did I not find it on Amazon? No, it will. You, you can, but it's like one to two months shipping oh, time. Oh, that's right. That's and right. And Barnes & Noble. It was weird. Yes, Costco bought strange. them all, evidently. Probably because <laughs> it's popular yeah. on Netflix now and everyone wants to read that's it. That's true. So. Anyway, thanks for listening. And remember, don't judge a book by its movie. Bye. Bye.